0: Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome to Trust and Believe. I'm your host Sean T. If this is your first time, I'm so excited for you to hear this episode because I'm going to be talking about your relationship with food and I'm going to give you so many tips on how to start enjoying your food, controlling your nutrition journey and walking away from the dinner table happy. Get ready to Trust and Believe.
1: Somebody
0: says, "Oh yeah." No, no, no. What's up? You better than Oprah, come on, y'all! This is Sean T, and it's time to trust and believe.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.
0: Oh, my goodness. So one of the things that kept coming up for subjects for this podcast is controlling your food. Now, I first want to say that I think I don't talk about it a lot uh, because I think it just kind of gets I think it kind of becomes white noise, if you will, in. The fitness industry and the nutrition industry and the wellness industry, I think everyone knows that food is the hardest thing to control. I think it's harder to control than staying committed to your workouts. Because here's the thing, and the first thing I want to say is, the best way to actually lose weight is to control what you're eating. I've gotten this question years and years and years. What's more important? food or fitness. Now, fitness is important in terms of heart health, if you want to be strong, if you want to be flexible, all of the things that happen physically in terms of like your aesthetics um, and also, you know, your heart and stuff like that. But when it comes to losing weight, controlling what you eat is the most important. So I have this Little story that I've told, I'm sure, in one of my live events in the past, you know, 15 years or so. But so when I was in college, I used to go get my haircut at the barbershop. And every Friday, you know, trying to go to the party or to the frat party. And I would be like, I want to get my haircut. I want to get my haircut. So then I stopped going to the barbershop because I couldn't afford to get a haircut. Then I got a job working at the rec center, which was the fitness center of my college. And then I started making money. The point of the story is when I went back to start getting my haircut, I saw one of the barbers at the barbershop and she had lost like, I think she lost 30 pounds. And I was like, oh my goodness. You know, And back then when someone loses weight, you say, oh my God, you look amazing. What happened? You don't do that anymore. You just kind of like, You know, because you don't want them to feel like they look bad before. But anyway, I was like, wow, you look amazing. I was like, what did you do? I was like, are you working out? Because you know, I I love fitness. And she said, I just stopped drinking soda. And I'm like, you didn't work out at all? She said, no, I just cut out soda. I cut out the sugar and I lost this weight. The thing that fascinates me even more is the control, the mind control on how she was able to stop. Now, I know in further conversation with her that day, you know, she did talk about it was really hard, but when she started to see results and she started to feel like she was losing weight and she didn't feel as tired, then she started to really connect to, you know, staying committed to the journey. And I just thought that was really interesting. Not really able to, again, place it anywhere in particular that long ago, because I was probably like 20 years old. But now... You know, and you all know I have this course called Move for Food that I put out a couple years ago. But I personally believe when it comes to controlling your food, you have to be very present. I'll tell you a quick story about myself. I love M&M's, y'all. If you get me the biggest bag of M&M's, I want to eat the entire thing in one sitting. If I... Get M&M's and a Slurpee and some goobers at the movie theater. I want to eat it all. But then I had to learn to start to learn how to control how much I ate of whether it was M&M's or whether it was popcorn or whatever. I had to learn to control. But the way that I started to learn was control was originally I would just get mad at myself when I would eat it all. Like I would immediately get so mad. I would enjoy the food. Then I would finish eating the food. I would leave the movie theater. And instead of saying, oh my goodness, I had this incredibly amazing time. I would get really mad at myself for enjoying it. And then once I realized I started getting mad at myself, I I had to start to control what my feelings were about the food that i was eating instead of having an emotional response post eating the whatever treat it was i started to talk to my food in the beginning and i would say all right you know and, and people have heard me say this you know how are you going to make me feel and so if i if i felt like this was going to make me feel bad i did one of two things i said well I am at the movies. I do want to have a good time. I do want to enjoy this snack. So how about I eat a little bit and I save some for later? And then that way, when I leave the movie theater, I'm not completely mad at myself. But here's where it gets tough. Because it's super easy for me to say, only eat half or don't get mad at yourself. Where it gets tough is when it gets to the habit. Where it gets tough is when you have to break the habit. So some people, what they do is they say, I don't want any sweets in my house. like, I'm not going to, if it's not there, I'm not going to eat it. And that works for some people. For me, it doesn't work because I end up sending Scott to the store to go get what I don't have in the house. And I said, well, if I'm going to do that, then I might as well learn how to control how much I eat when it's in my house. Now, I'm not saying you have to do that, but You have to learn how to control the food and not let the food control you. And that's what we do. Now, the deeper situation is, and this is the part that's, super tough. We see commercials. We go out to dinner. We have all these things and there's so much food that we like. We Our parents cook for us. There's Thanksgiving. There's holidays. There's birthday parties. There's all this food and it's so amazing. And the first thing we think about when we go to a birthday party or to a holiday party is before we leave the house, we're like, oh yeah, I'm not going to eat. I'm just going to eat the lettuce. I'm just going to eat the 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 broccoli and the carrots, the veggies and the cauliflower. And then you immediately eliminate yourself from having a good relationship for food. You immediately eliminate because you don't say, I'm going to go. I'm going to have a glass of wine. I hope that my friend made those great holiday cookies because it's going to taste good. You know, whatever it is, you before you even leave your house to go to this event, this party, you're already like, well, I'm not going to eat that. I'm not going to eat that. And the reason why we say, I'm not going to eat that is because we think it's bad. We immediately make food bad for us. And so getting back to removing food from your cupboard, you're removing food from your cupboard because you're looking at that food as something bad. Now, if you look at gut health, there are things that are not the best for your gut. But I personally believe that your mindset around what you eat is almost just as important because if you... Learn how to have that glass of wine and not beat yourself up. If you learn how to have those holiday cookies and not beat yourself up and learn portion control, then you'll be fine. You can control how much you put in your body. I think portion control and the word diet get mixed gets mixed up a lot. People think that portion control is a diet. Let me tell you what a diet is. And a lot of people are going to hate me for saying this, but I actually really don't care. A diet, for the most part, means... I'm going to go on and I'm going to go off and I'm going to go on and I'm going to go off. I'm going to go on and I'm going to go off. And the reason why I said that over and over again, and you probably got annoyed that I said that over and over again, is because that's exactly what people do. They go on and off the diet. And I've done it. I've done it. And I've told this story before. When I was filming Asylum, I would, right before I filmed Asylum, I was like, you know what? I'm going to just go on this crazy, ridiculous, eat five times a day, eat lettuce, eat fish. I'm going to do all this stuff. Not realizing that what I was doing was completely messing up my emotional system because I'm eliminating everything that I really want to enjoy. And then when I start to eliminate, when I start to mess up my emotions, when it comes to food, then I start doing other things that exacerbates the negativity. So for me in particular, I started take, at night, I would take laxatives. I would say, oh my gosh, I'm on this diet. I'm doing really great. Let me take these laxatives so I can push everything out. So where some people would, you know, bulimia people purge, and we had um, Sabrina on our podcast a couple years ago that talked about how she would purge her food. Uh, Anorexia people just eliminate eating as much as they can. And what I was doing is I was eating and then I would take the laxative and I would take the drink, the stuff that pushed it out. And I was doing all this stuff. And the reason why I was doing it is because I'm like, I'm on this diet, like I'm on this diet and I have to look this way. And while aesthetically, it's like, oh, my gosh, I look great. I'm doing these amazing exercises. I'm miserable for the rest of the day. And that's what happens to a lot of people when they go on a diet. They immediately step into the miserable zone because it's about elimination, elimination, elimination. And when you go on a diet, for the most most people going on a diet, they don't realize that they're eliminating the re- positive emotional relationship when it comes to food. I remember when I worked in a corporate world and I would go to work, I would be at work at like 545, the G- The fitness center would open at 615. And you would see something very interesting. The people that came in at 615 every single day, Monday through Friday, did 30 minutes of working out. And they like the people who were like super consistent and they enjoyed it and they had fun, they're the people that you would see would sustain their weight. They would really enjoy fitness. But then you would have the people that would come in. Right in the beginning of the new year. And they would stay until around the second week in February. And they would be on they would lose eight or ten pounds and then they would stop. And then they would come back when the summer was about to come and they're like, I gotta go back on a diet. And then the summertime would come and then they would go on their vacation and they would come back from vacation in August or early September. And they would say, Oh my God, I gained all that weight back. And these are the people that were going in and out, and they were the people that said they were on a diet. But the people that arrived at the fitness center at 6.15 every morning and they just made it a part of their lifestyle, you never heard them say, oh, my gosh, I got to go back on a diet. And when I spoke to them about what it is that they ate, they're like, oh, I pretty much eat the same thing. And they would also still go to happy hour after work. And they never complained about the Thanksgiving day, Thanksgiving party or the Christmas. They never said, oh, I'm going to watch my diet when I only the people who would show up for six weeks and leave for eight and show up for six weeks and leave for eight. They were the only people that talked about going on and off of a diet.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello? fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started
0: so one of the things that you have to learn how to do is find your consistency zone and i know a lot of people talk about consistency and commitment but you have to find the zone that works for you And in order to find the zone that works for you, the first thing you have to do is stop trying to look like X, right? When people are getting married, they are like, they say, you know, I want to look, most people don't say, I want to feel good on my wedding day. They want to look like something on my wedding day. I like when people say, this is what we're going to do because I actually want to feel confident, right? I'm like, okay, it still falls into the realm of situational exercise, which is I want to look good on my wedding day. I want to look good for my graduation. I want to look good for vacation when I go to the beach. That situational exercise. And sometimes it's okay. I do that. Like I'm obviously stay fit all the time, but if I know I'm going on vacation, I'm like, okay, let me pull this in because I know I'm going to wear a speedo or two, but generally. My life is great. It's people that try to do drastic things over the course of like two, three, and six months, and they create this situational life. Situational exercise is basically the diet of exercise. You have diet and nutrition. You have the diet of exercise, and then they hit this day or this week of vacation or this day of their wedding, and as soon as the reception hits, they start drinking, they start eating, and they... Out everything that they did for the past six months, right? But that's not what you want to do. As you're going through that process of losing the weight or trying to be confident for your wedding, don't put a a number on it. Just say, I want this to be my lifestyle on this day next year, too. So instead of saying, Hey, my wedding is you know September 15th. And I got six months to get there. Say, you know what? By this time next year, I want to feel this way. And I want to, you know, like I said, I don't like weight loss, but hey, if you, if you want to celebrate weight loss and you put a number on it, that's great. But do it six months after that day, because in that way you start to create a lifestyle change and then you're not going on a diet. And then what happens is you start to really find a lifestyle for yourself. You start to fall into this way of eating, enjoying your wine, enjoying your snacks, enjoying your food, enjoying how much of it you want to eat that doesn't mess up your your emotional system, if you will. And it just becomes natural. Here's the thing. It took me a very long time to get there. It took me a very long time. As a person that's in the fitness industry, uh, you just kind of always feel like you have to look like what a fitness person Looks like until I realize well, people actually like the way I look and the way I dance and the way I move and the way I motivate, and I feel really great about who I am. And so instead of trying to get the bigger biceps and all this stuff and the best abs, I'm like, hey, this is what I like to do. And so I'll tell you this really fast, you know, because I also went down that realm of like, oh, I want big biceps. I want big shoulders. I want to have the ginormous legs. Well, for me personally, my legs and my booty, is it's all good, right? But if I want to continue to play tennis, if I want to continue to dance, if I want to continue to do the workouts that I do, being that big bodybuilder that I see on Instagram that I love what they look like, I can't do all the things that I love to do. So when it comes to eating your, in terms of your nutrition, your fitness, especially like your relationship with food, it all comes down to doing what you want to do that's going to keep you happy. And keeping you happy includes drinking wine. It includes going to the movies and having a popcorn. Yeah, if you're gluten-free or if you have allergic reactions to food or if it doesn't make you feel good – Don't eat that, but it doesn't mean you need to eliminate it because you want to look a certain way or because you want to diet a certain way, right? You just have to do it. You have to eliminate things that don't make you feel good in terms of like maybe a reaction to your body, but you have to learn how to still enjoy life while you're going through this journey of fitness. You have to enjoy it because if you don't, you're never going to have a great relationship with food. You're always going to gain weight and lose weight. And let's say, let's just say you're a person that ha- you have sustained your quote-unquote weight loss. There are people out there who sustain their weight loss, but they're miserable why they do it. They eliminate having that wine. They eliminate... Some people don't even eat fruit. They're like, I'm not going to eat fruit after 2 o'clock. I'm like, why? You know, like... Okay, if you if your nutritionist told you it's like a health thing is acidic to your stomach, I'm like, okay. But let me tell you something. If watermelon rolls in my house at 215, I'm not going to be like, I can't eat that watermelon. It's watermelon. Again, you have to go and choose what it is that you want to do, how you want to do it for your life, but choose happy instead of choosing miserable. And so the one thing I want to talk about is Noom. So you've probably heard me promote on a podcast because they sponsor our podcast. And, you know, before I even had uh Noom sponsor this podcast, I would be listening to different podcasts that I podcasts that I listen to or TV stations that I listen to as a podcast. And they had this really they had two, they have two great commercials. And one of the commercials, it comes on and it sounds like some Some man is speaking to you in a hallway and he's like, hey, and it's like this echo. And anyway, this whole commercial is actually designed around this voice that's in the back of your head. And, you know, Noom is all about like the psychological things that are happening to you when you choose to eat. The other commercial that they have is brilliant. And I think of these three things just as I eat throughout the day change your thoughts change your habits change for good how incredible is that change your thoughts around food change the habits that you want to break because when you're eating after like 745 or eight o'clock or whenever you eat dinner most of the time it's habitual you go sit on a couch by yourself or with your spouse and you're like oh What I normally do at this time? Well, I'm watching TV, so I normally eat. How many times have you eaten after dinner, like maybe an hour after dinner, and it's not even that you're hungry? A commercial came on, a thought came to mind, and you're like, oh, that's right, I bought that dessert. You're not even hungry. But your thought goes to your tongue and to your belly and you're like, oh, I am hungry for that. Just those three things with Noom really works for me. It's like, change your thoughts. Well, my thought of needing to eat right now, I don't need to do it. And then the next thing is like, well, I need to change the habit because the habit for me is going to eat again when I'm not hungry. So change the habit and change for good. And I can tell you that ever since I listened to those commercials and Noom has sponsored a podcast, I use that daily. And, you know, obviously like I'm, I'm a pretty fit person. I have great control over food, but even me, you know, when I'm sitting around, when the boys go to bed and, you know, sometimes life gets boring at night. And the first thing we want to do is eat, but what do I do instead? I'm like, you know, Oh, Scott, let's watch this. Or like, I, I want to go. I do. I just fill my time out with other things. And the other thing that I do that I'm trying to create a habit, the habits that I change is that instead of going to eat, I drink a ton of water because Alana and To Be Mindset had this great reel on Instagram that says uh, she talks about how much water you should drink in ounces in relation to your body weight, and she was like, "Drink water, lose weight." For people who want to lose weight, this conversation can go on and on, and because weight loss is just a huge thing, but I think more than weight loss, I think it's your mindset around food. And so I, I think of everything that I said, even back to my barber that lost weight because she stopped drinking soda. I bet you what she did was change her thoughts. She changed the habits of having to drink soda every day, all day while she's cutting hair. And she changed for good. I can promise you that it works. And even for me, My personal story of gaining weight when I went to college, gaining 50 pounds, and losing weight is I changed my major from communications to sports science. And health and exercise and dance became a part of my life. I changed my thoughts. I changed my habit. Instead of just eating food all the time and hanging out with my friends, I said, I'm going to take some of this time and go to the gym And I'm a walking billboard of changing for good. Not to say that it's ever easy because it's not people. Like, it's never easy. And there's a lot of times where you're going to still go to that party and you're going to have friends over and you're going to go to the restaurant and you want the fries and you're going to have this battle in your mind. But let me tell you something. And my friend Danielle Natoni is one of the greatest people I love hanging out with when it comes to eating because we can have the best salad. And if we go out together, we're going to have the French fries. And I make myself have the French fries, especially if I say, oh, my gosh, I shouldn't have the fries. Because why? Now, if I've been eating terrible all day and all week and I've, you know, been just drinking and whatever, then I'm probably not going to have the fries. But on a general day, if I go out to dinner with a friend, I'm going to have the French fries. I'm not going to let the French fries make me feel bad. And then now I make a point of when I finish eating my M&Ms and my French fries, I make a point of being like, oh my goodness, that was delicious. So you have to take the time to enjoy it. Don't let a diet control your food. Don't let restrictions control your food. You literally have to say, I want to enjoy this moment because that's the best way to just feel really good. And it changes your thoughts around food. And I know you want to feel good when you're eating. And because now I'm in a positive mindset, the next time if I don't want it or the next meal that I eat, I'm able to be in a positive mindset to create a healthier meal for myself or say, I don't need to eat the fun food right now. I'm eating for performance. So I'm eating for, to make my body feel good. And that's the last thing I want to say when you think about eating your food. And this is what a lot of nutritionists will tell you is what you're putting in your body has to reflect and give you the energy of the event or activity that you're going to do. So every day before I work out, what do you all know that I do? I drink energized. Why do I drink energized? Because I know it's going to fuel my workout. Why don't I eat before I work out? Because if I eat before I work out, I'm full. But after my workout, when I, I either drink my bevy or when I get food, I eat a ton of protein. Because I just want to eat a ton of protein. And at night, you know, whatever healthy carb we eat, I eat it then. But in the middle of the day, on a Friday, if somebody brings a donut, I'm going to have that donut on a Friday. I'm not going to be like, oh, my gosh, I'm not going to have the donut. So because I'm going to be able to perform better when I eat a donut because I'm going to be smiling. Anyway, eat so that you perform better. Eat so that you feel good. And don't mess up your emotional system by being... So horrible on yourself if you have a handful of M&Ms or have that fun glass of wine or those French fries at dinner time. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall—whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right.